Before I begin today's episode, I want to express my gratitude towards you guys because yesterday, Locked On Devils surpassed 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. And that's all thanks to you guys. Without your guys' viewership on YouTube or your listenership on a podcast streaming service, there is no show. So whether you're making me tops on the Apple podcast charts or giving me more subscribers, follow me on Twitter, whether it's the show's Twitter page or my personal Twitter page, the, overall, I can't thank you guys enough. I can't, uh, I, I can't put into words how grateful I am for you guys. And it's just so crazy how much this show has grown because when I first took over, uh, the show only had a two-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I started this YouTube channel from scratch, and I didn't think I would ever get a 1,000 subscribers in less than a year. But here I am. I thought it would take me like a year and a half to get to that milestone. But I, I have now joined an elite club, and let's keep it going. And uh, like I said, guys, thank you so much for everything you guys do for me. And to this day, I still love doing this podcast show, so I'm not quitting anytime soon. So once again, guys, um, just just thank you. I'm, I'm lost for words, but here's what I can say. Mackenzie Blackwood uh, possibly going to waivers. And also, the New Jersey Devils are struggling, but let's not lose faith on our team. There's a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. Your Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. Scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So, in the previous episode, I hinted at a possible episode in the near future revolving around Mackenzie Blackwood and his situation with the New Jersey Devils because, for right now, he is playing with the Utica Comets because the New Jersey Devils loaned him for conditioning assignment, which is just him rehabbing so that way he could possibly return to the Devils roster. However, his first stint with the Utica Comets, not really all that good. So, we're going to talk about that in today's episode. So, I figured now was the best time to do this overall discussion because Mackenzie Blackwood, like I just said, his uh, debut with the Utica Comets didn't go as planned. And it does raise the overall question, like, does he deserve to have his spot once again on the New Jersey Devils roster, especially with Akira Schmidt doing so well? We already know that VTech Vancek and his uh, position is solidified and VTech Vancek, as far as I'm concerned, is the starting goalie for New Jersey Devils. And we got to look at what's going to happen to Mackenzie Blackwood in the near future because we have some people talking about on Twitter. We got news articles discussing about it. So I figured I, I said it would be in the near future. I didn't figure it would be the very next episode, but here we are. So Mackenzie Blackwood, like I just mentioned, made his debut for the Utica Comets against the Laval Rocket. Now, here's the thing. It didn't go too well because he faced 22 shots and he let up four goals. So we're talking about Mackenzie Blackwood playing in the AHL. Now, here's the thing. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And I get it. I, I've been uh, really big on Mackenzie Blackwood and him being a part of the New Jersey Devils in the near future. But I just want you guys to bear with me for a second because it's been a while since Mackenzie Blackwood has played in a hockey game. Now, 
here's the thing. The Rockets, uh, compared to the Comets, do have a worse record, especially with the Utica Comets struggling this season. And that's been, been a big storyline during the course of the Utica Comets season. But uh, I, I, I don't care what the competition is. I don't care if they were playing the best of the best or the worst team out there. Mackenzie Blackwood has not suited up in a hockey game for quite some time due to that MCL sprain. So I figured he was going to be a little rusty. I figured that it was going to take a, a minute for him to uh, just remove some of the cobwebs off of it, off of himself and try to get back into game ready form. But I didn't figure it would be that bad. So I'm not trying to underestimate uh, his lackadaisical performance. I'm just saying like putting into the perspective, he hasn't played in a while and he still has, I'd say another game or two to try to redeem himself. But it obviously didn't get off to a good start. So just want to put that out there, and the numbers don't lie. So Ben Burnell, he covers the Utica Comets. He's a friend of the show. He uh, put something out on Twitter that I found quite compelling. He said, Schmidt is obviously doing well with the New Jersey Devils. Makes for an interesting conversation. I don't know what uh, the New Jersey Devils are going to do. A, risk uh, Mackenzie Blackwood going through waivers, or B, place a $2.8 million contract in the AHL. So, that does put the New Jersey Devils in somewhat of a predicament because if Mackenzie Blackwood continues to struggle with the Utica Comets, then what chances he have of just doing well at the NHL level? Because we're and this is at the worst possible time too, because the New Jersey Devils are in the midst of their own slump. So it's just like if we add Mackenzie Blackwood to the mix, then it feels as though that we're going to be slumping until like mid-January or early February, and that cannot happen because the New Jersey Devils, the name of the game for them moving forward is to continue to play 500 hockey. So for your next 10 games, try to go 5-5, five and five and you'll be just fine because right now they're first in the Metro. But the ultimate goal is, as as nice it would be to uh, be first in the Metro Apollo Division and clinch that, the, the ultimate goal for New Jersey Devils is just to get back into the playoffs. So that's the name of the game. And adding Mackenzie Blackwood to the mix and removing Akira Schmidt just seems a little unfair. But unfortunately, Ben Burnell does bring up an interesting point, which is do you really want to risk Mackenzie Blackwood going through waivers? And even if he does reach the Utica Comets organization, once again, he his salary is $2.8 million. So you have an expensive contract playing for the Utica Comets. And it seems like that's not really an ideal circumstance that you want to be in. Now, here's the thing, guys. Uh, in regards to Akira Schmidt, and let's look at the overall numbers. Akira Schmidt, he has appeared in seven games. He has a record of 5-2. and two. He has a goals against average of 1.76 and a save percentage of 939. So he has uh, taken leaps and bounds this season, and he has shown tremendous improvement compared to last year. I talked to him uh, post-game about it, and he says the reception, whether it's from the fans, coaches, or players has been nothing but positivity. And he's really enjoying uh, the fact of the matter that uh, everyone has this amount of trust in him. And he's a great kid and all. But unfortunately, I think this is where politics are going to play a factor in. Because like I just said, Mackenzie Blackwood is under contract. And he has a $2.8 million uh, salary to be paid. And uh, for Akira Schmidt, he's still in the middle of his entry-level deal. So he could be sent back down to Utica with no repercussions, but here's what the New Jersey Devils could quite possibly do. They could try to find a trade for Mackenzie Blackwood because this is the final year of his contract because uh, for Mackenzie Blackwood, he's going to become a, a restricted free agent at the conclusion of the season. And according to ProHockeyRumors.com, they said, 
With the team's newfound contender status, they can't wait around for Blackwood to regain his form. As a pending arbitration-eligible restricted free agent due a $3.36 million qualifying offer, there's a real chance that this could be his last year with the team. If that's the case and his performance doesn't improve, a longer stint in the minor leagues may eventually be in order. Blackwood would have to clear waivers to do it, but it is no longer rebuild in New Jersey. The team will look to make some tough decisions to push for the Stanley Cup. So we've been talking about in a couple silly season episodes last week saying like, should the New Jersey Devils pursue this player or that player in order to make the roster better? But here's another tough decision that they have to make, which is what do you do with Mackenzie Blackwood? What do you do with this contract? My thing is for Akira Schmidt, unfortunately, this is where politics play a factor because I just said that uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, $2.8 million contract. You really don't uh, want to risk uh, putting him on waivers and getting claimed by someone. And then um, if he does clear waivers, which I don't think would happen because I guarantee you there's going to be some teams that would love to have Mackenzie Blackwood onto their roster because the fact of the matter is Mackenzie Blackwood, nothing spectacular this season. He's been solid. Unfortunately, he's been hurt. So in seven game appearances, he has a record of four and two. He has a goals against average of 2.79 and he has a save percentage of 880. And it's worth mentioning that early on in the season, he was one of the NHL's top three stars of the week. So I think a lot of teams would be willing to take a chance on Mackenzie Blackwood. So I, I don't know if the New Jersey Devils want to run that risk of putting him onto waivers. And for Akira Schmidt, like I just said, entry-level deal. So he could be sent down without any uh, consequences whatsoever. But here's something that the New Jersey Devils can do. So you send Akira Schmidt back down to Utica. I get that's not the most popular opinion. I'm not saying I agree with it. I just think this is how it's going to go for New Jersey Devils. They're going to bring up back up Mackenzie Blackwood. Uh, hopefully, uh, if he has... I guess like a, a solid start here and there for Utica. I think they'll say, okay, he's ready. He'll be back up to VTech Vancheck. And then I think immediately Tom Fitzgerald is going to pick up the phone line and try to find a trade for Mackenzie Blackwood. Because quite honestly, guys, I think I'm ready for Akira Schmidt to be the backup goalie. But I do have my concerns just because it's like, do we want to thrust Akira into that role so soon? Especially since uh, Mackenzie Blackwood has been around the organization the longest. I mean, he's shown that he can handle it, but uh, I'm not a general manager. So my my overall mindset is simply this. I think they're going to try to – I think your best-case scenario, it, and similar to what that article just said, this I believe this is Mackenzie Blackwood's final year of playing with the New Jersey Devils. I, I just don't think there's any room for him, and we cannot continue to wait on him. And this is something I've talked about in a recent episode is because we cannot keep going around in circles – with Mackenzie Blackwood. We can't just have uh, high hopes for him. He get hurt and then he's out for a good chunk of the season and then he returns. He's mediocre. He's not the player he once was. We go into the offseason with the same kind of hope and anticipation. It can't happen, especially since similar to what that article said, the New Jersey Devils, uh, with how their status is in the NHL currently, it's no longer rebuild time. They're looking to contend. They're looking to make a deep push in the playoffs. And it doesn't seem like Mackenzie Blackwood is going to be a part of that future. It seems like he hinders it a lot more. So I think that's the, that's what you have to do. So unfortunately, politics aren't going to play into the favor of Akira Schmidt just due to the contract situation. Because like I said, you don't want that expensive contract playing in the AHL. So I, I, I think Tom Fitzgerald, as soon as Mackenzie Blackwood is eligible and uh, comes back to the roster, it's straight to the phone lines to find a suitable trade to get rid of Mackenzie Blackwood 
And I don't think they have to wait until the March 3rd deadline to try to find a suitor. They can get on the phone ASAP, and then you keep Akira Schmidt in Utica temporarily. And then once Mackenzie Blackwood is gone, once his contract is away, then you bring back Akira Schmidt, and then you just run the tandem of Vitek Vancek and Akira Schmidt. So that is what I think the New Jersey Devils should do. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't have any confirmation as that's what they're going to do, but that's my educated guess because Ryan Novozinski and James Nichols, they did reveal in their respective articles early on in the season that around this time, Tom Fitzgerald is going to sit down with everyone and they're just going to ponder, they're going to debate, they're going to discuss and see like what's the best direction to take this team in, whether it's like making a, a few tough decisions, whether it's making trades, whatever the case might be. So at this point in the season, the New Jersey Devils, they are slumping, but at the same time, they're still in a very comfortable position to make the playoffs. I think Tom Fitzgerald sees the potential in this team. Lindy Ruff sees the potential in this team. And unfortunately, Mackenzie Blackwood, I've had high hopes for him. I've always uh, been a big supporter for him. But like that article said, and like many of you have been saying, and I would have to agree with you in this case, we cannot continue to wait for Mackenzie Blackwood. So my guess is Mackenzie Blackwood he is on borrowed time, and we talked about Damon Severson being on the hot seat for the New Jersey Devils. We've been talking about, like, Andreas Johnson. We've been talking about a lot of players who could potentially be dealt away by the New Jersey Devils. But I think the first person to go would have to be Mackenzie Blackwood because at least there's room for Damon Severson to just contribute somewhat. For, for Mackenzie Blackwood, it's just like Akira Schmidt has outshined him. Vitek Vancek has outshined him. So what do you do with Mackenzie Blackwood? I don't think the Devils want to put him on waivers, and I, I, and that's my overall guess. So uh, Mackenzie Blackwood on borrowed time for the New Jersey Devils. And we're going to talk more about the New Jersey Devils and their potential momentarily. But first, I want to get you guys hip to bet online because I want you guys to win some extra cash this holiday season. So betonline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup, we've got it for you live at BetOnline.net. If you love live sports podcasts, and you can find those at BetOnline as well, we're always the fastest, easy way to get all your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the transaction. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so when discussing the New Jersey Devils and their overall slump, some people have brought to my attention saying that uh, th that John Marino's been struggling, Dougie Hamilton's been struggling, the defense in general has been struggling, and some people do have a point. Like, the Devils have been struggling in all sorts of aspects because I'm sure there's some goals that Vitek Vancek would like to have back. I'm sure there's some offensive executions that the New Jersey Devils, when looking at the film, they said, like, okay, we could have done better in this case. Like I talked about Eric Halla once again, being unlucky for a New Jersey Devils, and he was ticked off in the locker room. But this is a, a collective team unit for the Devils. And yes, they're in the midst of a little bit of a slump, but their slump is better than a lot of other people's definition of a slump. So last year for New Jersey Devils, going on a six-game losing streak, not once, but I believe twice, that was a slump for them. A slump for the New Jersey Devils this season is just like maybe getting one point in three games, which I'm sure a lot of teams would love to have in this case. So they're still first in the Metro. They've only dropped six games of regulation, but 
I want to shine some light for our defense because I think a lot of people need to be more appreciative of what we got because the Devils, especially on their top four defensive pairs, they have something special right now. And I was able to do some digging and find uh, an article that helped back up my claim. This courtesy of the hockeynews.com. The Devils have a goals against average of 2.39 this season, second only to the Boston Bruins, who have a, a goals against average of 2.11. Their top four defensive uh, pair deserves a lot more credit. So when looking at Dougie Hamilton, Dougie Hamilton is the leader for the defense for New Jersey Devils, and he has been a great leader at that for uh, New Jersey because – one of the things I talk about Dougie Hamilton is that he has appeared in 29 games and he has 22 points. He has seven goals, 15 assists. And the thing about Dougie Hamilton was that he was a silent X factor because not a lot of people were talking about him because he just kind of fell under the radar. So he is already well on the pace to break the amount of points he had last season in way more game appearances. So last year he appeared in 62 games. Remember he was sidelined for two months due to that facial fracture. He had nine goals, 21 assists for a grand total of 30 points, and he had a plus-minus of negative 19. So minus 19, guys, was Dougie Hamilton's plus-minus last year. But this year, his plus-minus, plus 15. And Dougie Hamilton has been a great anchor for New Jersey Devils. So when we're talking about struggling, when we're talking about the Devils not stepping up their uh, defensive efforts, I want people to be more appreciative in that regards because every team hits a slump. When I talked to Tomas Tatar, uh, yesterday he even acknowledged the fact saying like not every team is going to uh, be perfect you're going to hit those bumps in the road and I projected it early in the season I said the New Jersey Devils are going to go on a losing streak it most likely it might be like a three or a four game losing streak or god forbid we never go on a six or uh, like nine or ten game losing streak like we did a couple seasons ago but every team hits that wall and unfortunately the Devils have hit the, that wall hopefully during the uh Christmas break, they're able to turn it around. The month of December is going to be tough, but uh, we're going to see how we match up. And quite honestly, guys, if the Devils do struggle, it might be a blessing in disguise because maybe Tom Fitzgerald will get on the phone with some teams and maybe they can uh, go after some people. So like Ryan O'Reilly or maybe uh, Timo Meyer, players of that essence. So we'll see what happens in that regards. But going back to the defense for a New Jersey Devils. So when we talk about Dougie Hamilton, look at Jonas Siegenthaler. So one of the things that I rave about Jonas Siegenthaler is that he makes an impact out there, but he doesn't hinder the offensive game for New Jersey Devils because, let's face it, Jonas Siegenthaler, uh, he's not really the, the guy to give you goals. It would be nice if he could get like anywhere from five to seven goals and uh, just develop some sort of an offensive game, but quite honestly, I'm not going to complain about that. So 29 game appearances, he has uh, 11 points, so 10 of them are assists, and he has a plus-minus of plus 19 so the devils have been doing so well in that regard and then when looking at like ryan graves ryan graves has a plus minus of plus 18 so Jonas Siegethar leads our team in plus minus then Thomas tatar then ryan graves then dougie hamilton and let's talk about john marino shall we john marino has been fantastic for new jersey devils and he was a great gift for tom fitzgerald and company and that was and I, I will stay this until the season ends or whenever John Marino is never a, a New Jersey Devil. But getting John Marino was crucial for a New Jersey Devils because you see him make those big saves. You see him just uh, not uh, afraid to challenge a player. Uh, an example I used was when we played against the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid tried to body him into the boards. 
uh, John Marino took it like it was nothing and continued to play on tough as nails. So that's something I like to see from John Marino as well. So when people talk about the defense uh, struggling and they've hit me up on Twitter saying like Dougie Hamilton, he's good on offense, but he's terrible at defense or John Marino, he's been struggling, whatever the case might be. You guys need to be a little more grateful because look, we're really uh, forgetting that the New Jersey Devils just a few weeks ago were on a 13 game win streak. Are we really forgetting the fact that the New Jersey Devils have only lost six games of regulation and we're right now in mid-December approaching Christmas? So I don't know uh, where the Devils were at when they lost six games last year. So New Jersey Devils have been playing really, really well. So let's not lose sight of that. And this is what's going to lead into my final segment, which is let's not raise the red flag right now. Devils fans we just need to chill out. Okay, I get a lot of people are on edge because the New Jersey Devils, they've lost their last three games. That They lost the game in OT to the New York Rangers. At least they were able to walk away with the point. So in their last three games, they've only uh, generated one point. But like Eric Hollis said in his postgame interview, if the New Jersey Devils win their next two games, then uh, they they split it. They, they, they're able to just break even in that case. And like I said, that's all they have to do. They just have to play 500 hockey going forward if they want to still maintain their playoff push. And like I said, guys, it's going to take an utter collapse for New Jersey Devils to relinquish uh, their playoff positioning. And I don't think – I don't foresee it happening, quite honestly, because this is a different team. Because one of the things I talked about was despite them slumping, they always find a way to come out on top. They always find a way to win. So – or they find a way to come away with something. Remember that Nashville Predators game or that New York Rangers game, I, albeit it was disappointing, but still – so when going against the Philadelphia Flyers, I get that they play a tough brand of hockey, and I get that the New Jersey Devils can't take them lightly. But at the same time, that's a game that the New Jersey Devils should definitely win. I'm not saying it's a gimme win. I'm and I'm and I for if, for anyone who believes in jinxes, I'm sorry to tell you, I don't believe in jinxes. I'm just susceptible to timely or untimely coincidences. So I'm just putting that out there. So don't care about jinxes. Please don't come at me in that regards. But this is a game that the New Jersey Devils should uh, probably come away with the win. And I think this is going to be a confidence booster for them. And it's going to be a game in which the New Jersey Devils just regain their form and they they are able to just uh, come back to earth in a sense because I think they're, they're getting into their heads a little bit because we saw that from Eric Holland in his post-game conference, albeit he wasn't asked the best of questions, but that's just my overall opinion, not trying to critique anyone. But – at the same time, it's just like, um, you know, Eric Kyle was a little on edge and rightfully so. I think it's starting to get into the heads a little bit of the New Jersey Devils going on this lengthy losing streak or, you know, we're calling it lengthy. It's only been three games, but still, it's just like th this is the first time this season that they've had to deal with something like this. Because I, one of the things I said was like first two games of the year didn't really matter. I was just like, OK, everyone comes out a little rusty. We didn't have Nico Heischer game one. So the Devils were still trying to figure everything out. They had a new unit. They had a new roster, and they were just trying to put everything together. So that's my thing for New Jersey, which is it's not time to raise a red flag. Let's chill out. Let's relax. And I hope to see some of you at the Prudential Center. I'll be covering the game once again as a credentialed media member. So if you see me at the Prudential Center, don't be afraid to come by and say hi. And like I said, guys, let's be grateful, especially for our defensive um, our defensive players who have been putting up a pretty valiant effort throughout the entirety of the season. So the Devils, they're a good team, guys. They're just struggling right now. That that happens. 
to every team. Every team, uh, you know, goes through that. But usually the good teams are able to break out of it quicker. So we'll see what happens. And as for today's episode, that's all time I have for you. Just had to get that off my chest because I've been seeing it on Twitter. I've been seeing it all over socials. Just wanted to uh, just cleanse your mind a little bit and just uh, get your faith back into the New Jersey Devils. So as for this episode, guys, once again, that's all time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.